Autos Network. Hi, this is Devin Trey from the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. In this episode, the hosts are back from a short hiatus and they have so much to talk about. But before we begin, we have a quick word from S7 Games. S7 Games is thrilled to announce the start of the Conan Savage Legends Kickstarter campaign based on the world-renowned pulp fantasy stories by Robert E. Howard. This fast-paced, arena-style combat miniatures game will allow two to four players to take on the roles of either Conan or one of the legends of Iboria as they command their forces, search for ancient relics, and clash in glorious battles. Conan Savage Legends includes stunning 32mm miniatures that truly bring the Hyborian Age to life and gameplay that will grab you by the loincloth and won't let go. You can look for it on Kickstarter starting on the 16th of July. And now, on with the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is Ashley. Hey, guys. And JF. Sup, kids. And we're back after a quite a long break. Uh, lots of stuff been going on. Ashley's been Ashley moved. Jess been doing his writing, and I saw you did some uh, like did some speaking engagements. Uh, yeah, I, I was a guest at a uh, at a festival a couple of weeks back. Not a big deal. Just you know, entertaining the kids. And uh, I got another kidney, so yeah, we've been, we've been busy. I think that's the big girl thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I not went, to like bury the lead or anything. I mean, people move pretty much all the time. I'm moving in a few weeks, and I, I mean, I, 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 I was a young young adult literary festival, which is not like the biggest deal in the world. You had an organ stuck in you to function and keep you alive. I think that outranks our concerns. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Pretty much. I now have three kidneys. I only need one more. Oh, what, what happens when you get <laughs> no, four? Just kidding. Nothing. He he is final four. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, this, I know. I want to know. Like what happens? Then I will then? never die. <laughs> oh well, that's cool. Who are you gonna trick into giving you the fourth one? Do you uh, become like the Highlander? Can there only be one of you? Yes. We all get together and fight over the final kidney. Oh. <laughs> that is really a weird hobby. You should stick to forty k. Yeah. You're right. I'm just gonna stick to forty k. But anyway, yes, I did have an organ transplant, but I am perfectly fine. Everything's going great. So That's good. That's we're going to get back on a, a regular regular flow here to give you guys, our four listeners, something to listen to. Well, and, and here's the thing. You know, so I, I've had my health nonsense. You've had your health nonsense. So what's going to happen to JF? Like, is he going to hit by a train? Wait, like... wait what? I got hit <laughs> by no, a no, car no. 20 no, no, no. years ago. I had to learn to walk again. Which is which is, which is why it's the train now because the car didn't finish it off. Like we, no, no, we were like, we were just delayed. We That's were delayed. Right. Oh, we had to catch up. I, yeah. I get it. We had to catch up. No, I started up. this trend decades ago, and I, <laughs> before we um, ever met or knew each other. Yeah, sure. Exactly. No, I have, was I have served. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's fair. <laughs> Thank Watch you. out when you cross the road. I do. I'm freaking paranoid about it now. I can't even imagine. I would be too. Well, today we're just sort of going to catch up on what we've been doing. Um, Since our last episode, there hasn't really been too much, but we're going to talk about the Celeste stuff, and then we're going to talk about Contrast, which half of you seem to hate with a passion for some reason. And we're going to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, 
We'll give you a nice catch up on what we've been doing hobby wise anyway. Let's start with Ashley today. I moved. No hobby. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I had the incredible joy of packing up um, something like twelve hundred paints and all of my miniatures Only and all of my brushes. Paints, that's it. Wow. I yeah yeah. <laughs> um, I packed up all my paint and I packed up all my miniatures, all fifty million of them. And I moved them like 20 minutes away from where I used to live in a tiny dingy apartment into a real live actual factual house with space for things like a hobby room. I have a Mm. hobby room, you guys, a hobby room. It sounds rad. I'm ecstatic. Everything is still in the boxes, though. Um, Mm. I have not unpacked a single thing in the hobby room. But you but built your 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 table though. I did. So That's my ex- my excuse my excuse for not playing with the hobby room is that I've been too busy playing with my hobby table and my uh, board game shelves. <laughs> so I did um I did that Kickstarter for the table of ultimate gaming. Um, I guess it was about two years ago now. Yeah. And oh, wow. it it delivered in August of last year. And it sat in a dozen boxes in my house and my apartment. Um, some of them were like tucked into my bedroom closet. A couple of them were under the bed. A couple of them were in my living room. Um, you know, just sort of tucked away in places where, you know, because I didn't actually have any room for a full uh, size table. So this table is gigantic. It's got enough space in the center to play a full four by six 40K game. Nice. Plus a six inch wide railing around the whole edge. So it's a five by seven table. Nice. And which meant I couldn't put it in my apartment. And to be perfectly honest, when uh, my friends and I were looking at houses, um, we were having kind of a hard time finding a room capable of fitting that entire table yeah. plus chairs around it so we could sit because it's also um, our D&D table. So it's a it's a multi-purpose table. We've been using it every week for we host a weekly board games night um, on Wednesdays. And then on Thursdays, we have our Pathfinder campaign. Um, so it's been it's been seeing a lot of use. Um, I have a couple of my 40K mats just being stored under inside of it, um, laying out flat when I'm not using it to play games. Um and uh, it's it's turned out pretty great. I'm really really pleased with it. Um, it's just so huge. Oh my god! But it's it was worth every penny. I'm so pleased with it. The quality of it's very good. Um, it took two of us pretty much an entire afternoon to put it together. Oh really? Uh, oh my god! I you know they were like oh well, well I'll come help and so you know all four of us were you know like there or whatever and it quickly became evident that. Four was certainly too many people, and three was probably a bit redundant, and then it ended up just being the two of us. And so <laughs> just just the two of us put it together, and um, you know, and it ended up being uh, it was fun to put together. It didn't take that long. The instructions were pretty good. Um, we got everything settled in, and then we played a game on it later that night, and it was wonderful. Sounds like they're paying you for this. <laughs> and well. Yeah, they what's the website? Be. Actually, don't forget to mention that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's table ultimate gaming. I, like I said, you know, I'm I'm very happy with it. Um, um, I am probably gonna buy um 
some additional accessories for it and things like that. Um, they do have a an official Warhammer 40K and Age of Sigmar tables. So you can buy ones that come with decoration packs that are 40K themed. They have Chaos. They have Ultramarine. I think they have Orcs um, and something else. Um, oh, maybe just Imperium. Yeah, maybe just like like Imperial Sigils. Cool. Um, but those are available. I'm probably going to buy the mat, the the Imperial mat. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of digging. Um, but, you know, they do – then they are official. They are they are Games Workshop licensed items. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so that, that's neat, you know, that they're, they're officially licensed products. Um, but they are really nice. I really like them a lot. Um, I don't know. It's a really good table. I haven't spilled anything on it yet, so that's nice. Um, I've, I've been a little bit hyper-protective of it because it's, like, the most expensive thing I've ever bought outside <laughs> of my car. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, like no drinks are allowed on the table. Like <laughs> coasters are real. Like <laughs> I've had to, I've had to almost kill people, um, for, you know, like putting hot things on it and whatever. So I don't think it needs to be that babied. It's mostly just my neuroses. Yeah. I mean, it's justified. Those yeah. Are good, those are good habits you're teaching them. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, I got to be honest. Uh, and, you know, I figured there'd be a little bit of a learning curve moving in with three guys, but um, <laughs> the learning curve was more for me, which was um, I, that I needed to lower my expectations. <laughs> um, oh, I could have told you that. Yeah, right. I I have lived with many a guy, and I cannot uh, do it anymore because dudes are kind of gross, and they well, don't clean up after themselves. The, the caveat, The caveat was that I would not share a bathroom with them. So, so I, I pay a little bit extra, uh, to have the master suite, which includes a private bathroom. Um, good move. No, yeah, it was the only way this is going to work. It's the only way this is going to work. Um, but it's, it's great. I'm really, I'm really happy with it. Um, I have, I live with three other nerds. So, you know, we've got all of our nerd stuff everywhere. They didn't care that the gaming table is the living room. It's the whole living room (laughs) and it's nothing but the living room. And so the only thing that is in the living room is the gaming table and tucked away in the corner is the board game shelves. Um, the board game shelves I got from box throne, which was also a Kickstarter, um, about a year and a half ago. Um, they're really great. I really, really like the, the setup they have. My, my board games all fit nicely on the shelves. Uh, so I'm having, you know, more, more bird games arriving every day, basically. So I've already run out of space on my gaming (laughs) shelf and I have to buy more. So you know how it goes. Um, we have, we have space to put two more shelves on top and that might be enough for what I already have. And then we'll have to find somewhere else to put more shelves. Um, and then the dining room is, uh, is board game overflow. Um, everything that doesn't already fit on the, the game shelves, um, and it's all of our RPG books and our 40K books and our 40K novels and pretty much like all the nerd stuff you think that might also go with those things. <laughs> and uh, so it's pretty much a nerd paradise. I, uh, I kind of lucked out. I, I've, you know, I live with some cool people who share a lot of the same hobbies with me. And so we just nerded the space out. Um, I haven't convinced them to let me fly the Aquila flag in the living room yet. But it is hanging over the railing directly in front of the front door. So it's not like you don't (laughs) see it immediately after you come in. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know if I'd be really into having a giant eagle logo type thing. The uh, the your political the, the, climate the, the, right the, now. The, the weirdly Whatever. fascist flag, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, which is why it's you know it's not on the wall. Um, yeah. The the weirdly fascist flag is uh it, it does send some mixed messages. I've had people ask me about it before. They're like, what's with the Nazi flag? I'm like, okay, so listen, I play this game. It's not a Nazi flag. It represents a future fascist yeah, aggressive exactly. government. Well, and, you know, and, and, well, you know, I always start that conversation with, well, it's like that on purpose. Um, and let me tell you why. <laughs> why it's not super creepy and weird. <laughs> and as you go, slowly back away. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So, you know, for now, it's, you know, it'll probably go end up in the hobby room um, once... I decide that I want to go anywhere near that. <laughs> everything everything else is pretty much unpacked and sort of settled in. Um, you know, I needed like thousands of more dollars than I expected for furniture and rugs and things. The whole place has hardwood floors. Um, and we kind of have a rug shortage right now. Yeah. Um, so I have to probably spend 1200 to $1,300 on rugs. We need so many rugs. <laughs> and, uh, it makes me regret like all of those opportunities I had in the past to acquire cheap rugs or free rugs from other people. Yeah. Like if I had known I was going to need this many rugs and they're this expensive, I would have been stashing them away in the corners of my closet along with the game table. <laughs> but that's, that's sort of where I'm at with, with hobby stuff. I, um, I packed up everything and I moved it a couple of towns over to this, this huge space that allows me to have a hobby room, which I am, deeply excited about but i have to get new lights and i have to get new table and all these different things that just monetarily i don't have right now because uh i just paid double rent and double utilities for a month so (laughs) i'm tapped out (laughs) jeff how about you Oh, not much. Mostly just working on a G-Sir cult army. I want to get it done before before I get started on the actual big stuff for uh, for next Adepticon. Like most of our planning is uh, it's finished for that. We've started some of the scenery things, but those are not my direct responsibilities except for like some of the the uh, the prep. But my job is pretty much done on that side. So working on some G-Sir cults because I want them and they look cool, and I want a bunch of bikes. So many bikes, you guys. <laughs> but but I, I want to, and it, this is this is my window of opportunity to get them done before I need to to get into the uh, the Adepticon stuff. Because as as I covered with Ashley on our uh, our ill-fated, badly recorded, terrible sound Adepticon episode, we tried. Um, we Matt, we were useless oh, without you. So many, so many problems. So. <laughs> By the t- by, I, I just don't want a repeat of, of, of uh, Adepticon 2019. It was the worst Adepticon I've ever had. It was still great because it's Adepticon, and I don't think it's possible to have a bad Adepticon, you know, yeah. except if you, like, die or lose a limb. And so far, we've managed none of those things. Good job, team. Yeah. Mm. No, was, yay. Ultimate high five. <laughs> So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's mostly just I've, I've put everything together. I've started painting testers, and once I'm satisfied with my tester, I will go into full painting production. Nice. But I keep getting distracted by things because Games Workshop has come up with 
event things. Um, they've announced that the Golden Demon is going to be at Adepticon next year. Yes. Which is... That's, I mm. We really need to spend some time talking about that and not get distracted necessarily right the second. But, but we should talk about that. Oh, we, we will. I mean, I don't have much to say apart from what I've already said. But the, the thing is, they've announced that. They've announced the Ever Chosen. And now I'm, I feel like I need to enter and lose these contests. So I've been I've been looking at conversions and different ideas for, for models, and I've been buying models I don't need to work <laughs> on them and convert them. Even though I'm not 100% sure that's what I'm going to be using. I'm just, well, kind of got to for research They're just models purposes. for later. They are not. They are not models from any army I am doing or <laughs> have any plans of doing. They're just... Because because they're models for a painting contest, I can just say, "Hey, this is a cool model that will I will never have an opportunity to paint otherwise." Right, and right. that's but, why I have ten thousand models. Right. <laughs> right, don't fall into my trap. I've I've already fallen into this trap. I'm there, like right there with you. The 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 pit has opened, and I've fallen <laughs> onto the spikes. And both you and I are lying on our backs, suspended by these like sharpened branches a few feet from the ground bleeding out into like these piles of leaves this is like really quickly turning into a segue to the slanesh stuff isn't it yes (laughs) yes it is so i mean it's torture but at the same time it's pleasure because i mean it hurts the wallet and it hurts the storage space but it does hit the dopamine centers pretty good oh yeah i have that's true i have shoe boxes full of that are just uh, models that are just labeled cool models i want to paint someday you know, I didn't I mean, label I mean, the box because I didn't want to lie to myself. Yeah. <laughs> Models I bought but will never paint. There we go. That's truth in labeling. Slash might not even assemble. Waste oh. of money. No, no. <laughs> so I think we could talk about Slanesh now. I think I did I did a good segment. Yeah, I or did it. <laughs> so we got a little bit of a, a Slanesh update where really it was... As far as 40k is concerned, mostly just new sculpts, right? Age of Sigmar got a new, like, got a battle tome and all kinds of stuff, but for... Oh, for wait, us, no, 40k got some new data sheets, too. Oh, yeah, like, that it's, is, it's that not is just true. sculpts. But we didn't get, like, a new book, though. No, no, no I don't think it's necessary quite yet. yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping that that would be the case, but, I don't know, these new models, man, like... Mm. Is it like the guy whose back muscles are a uh, harp? Okay. So that that model, the it's the Infernal and Rapturous, is legitimately the coolest, most ridiculous and awesome model that 40k or that that the Games Workshop has put out, I think, in ages. Like it's just it's so flippin' slanesh. Oh yeah. And uh but like I got I I gotta be as excited as I am that there's new Slanesh models because Slanesh is what put me into 40k. Yeah. Like okay. I, I saw that messed up old Keeper of Secrets and was like, "Yes, that army is for me." <laughs> I want a sex bulldog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That That's was the, the that was me. the army. You know, that was the model that got me into into 40k. I was like, "I want to play this army. This is the one." And um, so I am honestly really deeply disappointed with the Keeper of Secrets. Really, everything else just speaks to me on a deeply slaneshy level, but the Keeper of Secrets just completely turns me off. Is it because, and really? I, is it because it only has two boobs? 
No, I think it's because of his weird extra arms, like his little his little claws. Oh, the the way they're coming out of the back of that just looks absolutely awful. And I don't know if it's because of the way the model just looks on like like in like a one dimensional space. Yeah. But I mean, I've seen pictures of people doing absolutely wonderful paint jobs of this model, but those the way that they are connected to that model just slays me. I it just looks so bad. It just looks bad. I hate it. Like I hate to say that it looks bad, but it just it just does to me. Everything else about this model is phenomenal to me. Like I think the face is a little bit strange. It's like it's it's like they tried to keep that kind of like bull kind of mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. but like made it a little bit too Humany? I don't know. I haven't decided how I feel about the face yet, but everything else about the model is great. The cape, the the like the the the, the hooves, like and now I do think it's kind of weird that like it, it's it's got hooves, but it also looks like it's wearing stockings. Like, is it skin? <laughs> is it fur? Like the whole thing about it is just a little bit off-putting, but like in a totally kind of slanishy way. So like I dig it, um, but I, I just can't do like the the back. The back claws are just, they just completely wreck it for me. I don't know. I I don't see it. See, the problem I had with it originally is the the only image we got was the front image. It looked super flat to me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Eh, I don't, like, mm, I I mean, it's fine, but it's not me. Like, I really like the... I like the face because well, and it's it got still this... is pretty flat. I mean, like let's be let's be Ooh, for real. Like, no, if you... it is not. Yeah, yeah, you got to see it three sixty. Yeah, I if have, you like... look at it's it takes room. Like sure, I like... was impressed by that. Well, okay, so the cape sure, but like the way that the claws are like coming back, I actually hate. Like, hmm. but like, I, that's the, fair. The biggest, I mean, I the disagree, biggest part of the but... model itself, like like the head, the chest, the torso, and the legs, like. Most of them are all pretty flat in space, except for the fact that it's got goat legs and they sort of, you know, do the weird goat bendy backwards thing that we don't do. You, I hope you guys know what I'm talking about because I'm yeah, not explaining this joint. well. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, great, excellent. Um, but like, I mean, even even still, like with the flow of the cape backwards and everything, it's still not a terribly three dimensional model. I don't know. I. I like a lot of things about it, but overall, it does nothing for me. I'm so bummed out because when I heard they were doing a new Keeper of Secrets, I was, like, ready to throw money at it immediately. And I don't think I'm going to buy this model. That's, that's unfortunate. I, I feel – personally, I like it because – I mean, were... they gave us other stuff that's totally worth buying, so I'm not I'm not deeply yeah. disappointed. This is, I, I feel at Games Workshop – in my opinion, refused to fall into the trap of just doing what was very well expected. Because we've seen we've seen the quote unquote ultimate keeper's secret from other companies. Like yeah. Yeah. It, it's a chick, there's a bunch of boobs and the claws and, and they're always and like the humongous. And right. Everything's like and the boobs and did I mention there's the boobs and also a butt. Like it's <laughs> Oh definitely it's very... can't forget the huge bubble butt because it's not a keeper's <laughs> secret if there's no bubble butt. Like right. I got I don't know where that came from, but yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I really, I really do agree with you on that. That's that's an excellent point. But there's just something about the but, shoulders that doesn't work for me. I don't know. But what I do like about it's like they did, like they went, in my opinion, and again, this is my opinion. Like I feel that they went full slanesh and it says that this isn't sexy. This right. is disturbing. It's terrifying. This is it's like, excess in it's, like 
the weirdest possible way. It, and that's why, like, the, the stockings thing, it's, it's weird and creepy because it, like, it looks like it should be, like, the skin or the right. the fur or the flesh or however you want to take it. But it's not, and it's always oh, it's just creepy in the right way. Yeah. I, I mean, I like it. I'm not a Sonesh player, so I'll probably never pick one up, but I think it's a nice model. Do you know what I absolutely love? What? Plastic Fiends. Yes. Uh, oh my god, finally, Plastic right? Fiends. So, so ten years ago, me, this is all I could dream about, was Plastic Fiends. Sonesh players rejoice. <laughs> they had those horrible, horrible, horrible metal ones. Now, they were fine for what they were when they first came out. But ten years ago, when we got that new um, plastic demonette kit, and we got the new Seekers, and then we still had these crappy metal fiends. Yeah. Oh my god, all I wanted was these stupid fiends to be in plastic, and they look so good. So they definitely keep, like, the theme of the fiends, but, like, they've updated them, like, to make them better. And I, ju- I just love it. I, they, I want, I want ten. I want ten. <laughs> they, they're so great. They're everything I want fiends to be. They have a lot of diversity in the sculpts, like... Their legs are super creepy. Like, everything. Mm, I love it. I just, I'm so into it. They have cool armor. Like, like the like the shoulder pad bits are really cool. Like, I love it. I love it. I just everything about it. And they have this, like, 1,000% like BDSM gear, like, thing going on. I, I'm so, I'm all about it. Like, it just works for me. This is everything I wanted Fiends to be. I just wanted them 10 years ago. Right. I'm happy to wait because they came out this great. Yeah, and lots of lots of cool new looking characters too. Um, to sort of pad out your army, they all, and they all. Yeah, well, we, we talked we talked about the uh, the um, Enrapturous with the harp. Like, God, that yeah, model. Like, yeah. Mm, the model is so good. And you know what? I um, I like and I don't like the mask. Oh really? Yeah. So you know, I like that the mask has gotten a bunch of updates. Um over the years i have like the old metal one and like i i feel kind of like the mask has suffers from the same issue with the extra arms as the the keeper does where like they just look weirdly positioned Mm. like i think that if instead of having them sort of like parallel to the ground like having them be sort of like on top of each other a little bit more like a tyranid would be Rather than like oh, sure. coming out of yeah, coming out yeah, of the yeah. back, I feel like that would make it look less awkward. Um, you know, but there's you know there's a lot of things that I really like about this model. Um, they kept the the like mask scepter. Um, I'm really glad because I always thought that was a really you know yeah. integral part of the model and like sort of like the you know the background there. Um, but like the cape is really great. The movement of it's really great. Um, I like, yeah, I like a lot of things about it. Just the weird arms in the back are just, I don't know. <laughs> They're just ruining it. They're just killing me, killing me with that. I bet, uh, it probably wouldn't be too much work to reposition them, though. Uh, I would have to see the model, yeah. but yeah, you're probably right. It probably it wouldn't be how they fit together, but. Yeah. But they're plastic, so easy to mess it, to make it do whatever you want it to do. Yeah, Definitely. Um, but like, you know, the seekers are still great. They have these like wackadoodle pieces of terrain that are for yeah. Sigmar that are super cool. Like the, the mirror, is it a mirror? I don't know what it is, but 
It's the uh, the contorted epitome. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's a mirror or what, but I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, probably something you don't want to look into no matter what it's called. But Yeah, yeah, that's true. No matter what it does, you want to stay the heck away from that because it's definitely bad for you. <laughs> it's bad for you and for everything. Um, and the, the dude and the chick, I don't know what the, uh, what the heck it's called, but I am all about whatever the heck is going on with that. He's got this cool. He's got the cool robe thing. She's got really cool hair. Like, I don't, I don't know what what all is going on with that model, but it just works for me. The dude's got like a lot of armor, which is unusual for Slanesh. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm not sure, you know, like what what all that's about. Um, but she's got a whip because Slanesh, you know. So, <laughs> so like, you know, everything about it just really works for me. And actually, I really like the model on top too, like the the demonette kind of looking model on the top there, because there's a lot of cool things you could do with that model position that way, um, in terms of like conversions and stuff like that. Oh yeah, definitely. That I that I dig. It's not gonna make me want to do a Slanesh army right now, um, but that's because I still have to unbox my hobby room, and I don't want to do any of it. <laughs> Uh, you got to get all set up so then you can look at all the stuff that you need to paint and just look at it. Or I could just forget all about it. <laughs> just go buy a bunch of contrast paints and leave everything in the boxes forever. Ooh, nice segue. Um, <laughs> yeah, so probably the biggest thing happening now and probably one a huge thing, at least for painting miniatures anyway, is these new contrast paints that GW is releasing actually uh, the Saturday after... This, we're recording this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the basic idea is it's a little bit thicker than a wash, uh, thicker than a glaze, but you're supposed to undercoat it with, uh, they're releasing uh, base coat sprays with it. One that's gray, one that's like a bone color. And then you slap a one thick coat of this color on it, and it does. It makes it look like it's got a highlight, a base coat, and a shade all at the same time. Poor Duncan. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Poor Duncan. He spent so many years, at this point, quite a few years, teaching us to thin our paints and use two thin coats. And now Games Workshop is just like, you know what, slap one thick coat on there. It's yeah, fine. Just do it. just do that it. poor guy. <laughs> just just, just parading all across his work with these new things. And there's uh, 32 colors coming out at release, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you've, they even get you covered if you're doing a white army. Like uh, white scars or something. There's a you know a white that just does some blue tint in the in the recesses, mm-hmm. and they even have one for uh, like black and metallic. The metallic. I, I don't know if you guys watched any of the videos of the people trying them out, but the metallic one actually makes a good uh, like non-metallic metal for. Yeah, the, the metallic one. Um, I'm probably more excited by than the rest of it, to be honest, because I feel like it's yeah. going to make doing metallics a lot easier, which. I always get lazy with metallics, and if this makes it look better and I can be the same amount of lazy, I'm into it. <laughs> but, I mean, it looks – and they just put up articles today. I guess they're doing one every day, but it's people that have painted an army in one week just using just contrast paints. Oh, my God. So this guy has, like – it looks like a 2,000-point Gloomspire gets army for Age of Sigmar in one week. And it's not – you know, he didn't just Good do – Good Lord. It's – and it's not just he like did a bunch of trolls. He's got probably like six, four trolls, two big trolls, and then just tons of squigs. Mm. So, yeah, it looks like it's going to be good, which is strange because 
we've heard a lot of, if you're looking out there, there's a lot of flack for contrast paints. Gosh, people need to be, everybody needs more chill. That's yeah. how I feel about this. Definitely. I mean, it's, there's no reason. I think, Jeff, you were saying something about, like, introducing new tools. Yeah, the the thing is, like, I mean, I, I've worked in graphic design for a long time. I studied arts. Um, I've never seen artists complain about new tools. Um, sometimes the art, the, the tool is not for them, so that's fine. They don't care because it's not for them. They won't be buying it or using it. And sometimes the tool could be for them, and they need to try it out to check if it's something that they can add to their arsenal. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's never adding a tool is never a negative. It's never like it's a neutral or a positive. Usually a positive because even even really like top notch, super skilled artists will look into like cheaper options or shortcut options, especially for something like that that will remove some of the tedium of doing certain jobs. I mean. It's it's not because you've used a contrast paint that you're you're necessarily done. Like it doesn't stop you from adding more shadows or adding more highlights. It doesn't stop you from mixing and blending colors. It doesn't stop you from doing any of the things you currently do if you're a like an advanced painter. It just I would say adds a type of texture you can do and or makes one part of the process faster if that's the kind of results you're looking for. Right. I feel that I'm going to put down a blanket accusation that I feel that the people who don't like contrast paints are mid-level painters who low, you know what? No, they're low to mid-level painters who were, who worked really hard to get some tabletop armies done and are pissed of one of two things. They're angry that this wasn't available for them back in the day. Mm. You know, like grandpa, like right, grandpa right. the first time he saw remote control, just regretting right. decades of getting up to change the channel. Like very, very angry. So if I didn't have it, why must them damn kids have it? <laughs> the other thing is I feel that a lot of these these lower tier painters and, and I will use I will say this, like I usually don't judge people for their level of painting, but in this case, if they're gonna judge a paint, I'm gonna right. go all out. Right. <laughs> uh <laughs> So I, I feel that these people just they feel threatened. It's like, no, wait, I used to be able to do this this kind of painting that all my friends thought was adequate to good, and right, now right. they'll be they'll be able to also do adequate to good. I'm going to lose my status as the the slightly above mediocre painter in my <laughs> community. So these are the only two. Potential, like I, I guess there's the other kind of really, really stupid consumer that says, "Well, if Games Workshop, if Games Workshop wasn't spending time doing contrast paints, they could do more codexes." Right. Because really, it is the guys mixing paints that write codexes. This is <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. exactly so the departments same. don't exist. What's wrong with they you? Gotta, no, no, no. Their time. <laughs> it's it's all people bleeding into like the same department. So, as you've noticed, I've outlined three scenarios that are kind of equally stupid. <laughs> so my opinion of people getting mad at a new product, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. Get mad, whatever. It's your loss. <laughs> oh man. I, like, in just, in just, three years, they're all be, they're all going to be using it anyways. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, none of this matters. You know, I mean, just the fact, like you were saying, like you can do this and then go back and do 18 more highlights in, you know, if you want to, but it's just, 
to me, it's just the speed of especially larger armies, you know, like your Gene Sealer cult armies or your your Imperial Guard or even you know Age of Sigmar, anything that has a lot of models in there, getting it to the table fairly quickly where it's not just bare plastic or primed models. That's my favorite part about this is I'm going to see more painted armies now. That's all I want. That's all I've ever wanted. And you know, unless you're really get getting close and trying to judge him for painting, this looks mm-hmm. great. You know what I mean? You can look across the room and see two fully painted armies playing each other. And that's like you say, that's the net positive of this. This is and it it also it opens the door to something and maybe this is the only very slightly justifiable complaint. And hear me out. The thing is, this opens the door for tournament organizers to say, all right, our painting standards now are this. You need to at least, like, it's not just three colors, but it needs to be three colors that don't look like absolute garbage. Well, I mean, that's... I don't know, I feel I feel like now we're getting into like some sort of like nitty gritty like gatekeeping nonsense where we I don't I don't think that you you should be jumping to a conclusion about the quality of the paint standards that are going to be required. It's oh, going to be what? it's going to get really messy really fast trying to get to something that works as effectively as a blanket rule as say three color minimum. But what, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is essentially, I'm not saying they're going to do that. I'm saying that it opens the door to that because now, like, there's no excuse for having just a flat color anymore. Like, you can't. Yeah. A, a tournament organizer can reasonably say, well, at least one of your colors shouldn't be flat, and that would be reasonable. I'm not even saying that they're going to do it, but if you're someone that's angry at a paint system, that is the yeah. only possible <laughs> reasonable explanation like if someone says that's that's your fear okay i get it you're afraid that you know tournament organizers are going to get a bit like too too strict on paint standards i i get it i don't agree and i'll wait until they actually do it but fine so i think the only thing that you might see because on the games workshop on their community website they did an article called battle ready Mm -hmm. i think maybe you'd see games workshop specific tournaments like ones that they sponsor and run that you have to be battle ready yeah i can see that yeah i think that's legit that's their prerogative and i mean as long as it's their tournament but here's yeah what i didn't like about that article though is i'm i'm not necessarily as much as i like the idea that games workshop is a leader in the community um because i mean they're a big company they have a lot of sway and they can like they can not necessarily imposed, but they can make a lot of noise. I don't like the idea of them necessarily setting the tone for what needs to be um, tournament standards. I yeah. feel that that should just remain in tournament organizers' hands, and I feel like it will. <coughs> but, yeah. I mean, for their own events, I mean, yeah, it does clarify matters pretty pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I guess I have the same hope you do that. Tournament organizers aren't like, you know, you have to at least do... I guess you'd call it just contrast painting because there are some people that just want to go and play and they, and they do the minimum work. You know, they're three colors and basing just to get in there so they can play. They might not want to go through, I guess the trouble of doing contrast, which is fine if they don't want to do that. I just hope that like you're saying, tournament organizers don't push people like, Oh, you, well, you have to do something like that. Well, 
Although on the other hand, I have like low uh, low key predicting that, like I said, like within three years, I'm pretty sure everybody's gonna be using him anyways. So yeah, yeah I say like three in, seems in, like too many. Right. I'm I'm just trying to be like <laughs> I'm giving time for people who really I mean, hate it to yeah. Have you have you forget met gamers? They, do. <laughs> they can have harbor hate for a long time over nothing. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like in in three years, once Reds people are real. in three years, once people already do that. Even in ter- tournament organizers would say, "Yeah, that's the new standard." No one would notice or care. Right. So, right. <laughs> his, I we'll see. We'll see where history takes us with that. I'm just excited because I, to me, it's not even about like painting an army quick. I'm just curious what weird trick people yeah. are going to do and what yeah, weird exactly. trick I'm going to be able to pull with this. I'm going to experiment like mad scientists on this stuff. Yeah, it's awful. And we're also um, – they're expanding their base paint range too just to cover some more colors, so that's good. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to see – because, you know, they when they're talking about contrast, they get, they have their two contrast primers, right? They get the the gray and the bone. I want to see what you can do with this over different color base mm. paints. You know? there are, I think they're also um, re, re-bottling the airs but in bigger bottles. Not drop balls, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm yeah, usually we, we're gonna die on that hill, probably. Yeah, we will. And the, the weird thing is, like, I don't mind normal bottles in general, but for airbrushes, when you need no. to quickly add a couple of yeah. drops, yeah. If airbrush, it's airbrush paint, it's going in a dropper. I've converted yeah. all of mine over. Yeah, because it's just you, you need to have that quick access. To I it. will. I will absolutely die on that hill. And. I don't know if you guys read the the article too, but what they're doing right after these paints come out, if you order them right from UW, is they're doing some sort of deal. For mm-hmm. they call it a battle ready paint set, so you get four base colors, two shades, three contrasts, and one technical at some discount. They haven't said what the discount actually was. Interesting. But you're supposed to get some sort of discount, so mm-hmm. might be cool to look at. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just to at least you can at least expand with some of the new colors, saving a little bit of money, so. I was going to probably buy a bunch of them anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Since definitely excited. I'm never to... unpacking my paint. I'm just <laughs> going to have to get new paint. I'm right? just going to buy new paint. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm going to have like to the people it. who don't clean their houses. They just move. Right, right. Or like my um, my ex-husband who would buy new socks instead of washing socks. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, okay. I mean, I immediately want to no, make I'll fun never of that. stop but... being funny. That sounds like the dream, though. <laughs> right? Because new socks are super comfortable. They are. Obviously, you guys don't buy socks as often as I do. I buy them as much as I can. I really love socks. Socks are my favorite Christmas gift. <laughs> like, you best. remember when you were a kid and socks were the worst, and then all of a sudden you realize you're an adult because you yeah. love getting yeah. socks for Wait gifts? Wait a minute, this is the best. This no, is the no, best. The, the best Christmas gift is still models. 40K oh, models, because we're okay, on that's, 40K that's radio. Fair. That's all right, that's all right. My, my mom uh, gifted me a Trigon and socks. Nice. <laughs> my mom is the best. I was not that she, not that I'm judging anyone else's moms, but uh I was hoping sorry. she would you a trigon and then socks for your trigon. <laughs> oh, that's doesn't have feet. He doesn't have feet. Where would he would he, would he put him on the end of his tail to like yeah, cover up like his you uh, want his... big socks? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's his whole thing. He's just in one sock. <laughs> keep his keep his tail warm. On those cold winter nights. While he's uh looking out, out looking for biomass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, Macrage is kind of cold. So. Yeah, they're up there on the polar ice caps, you know, trying to kill the ultramarines. Gonna stay warm. A worthy cause. <laughs> Always. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, contrast looks to be really exciting unless you're one of those naysayers out there. Um, I'm excited to get my hands on it. it. Sounds like you guys are too. So we'll have to, after we get a chance to try them out, we'll have to report back to you guys what we think of them or any little tricks we've learned. I'm excited. I am too. But other than that, though. Yeah. Poor guy. (laughs) Oh, he'll just he'll just uh, he'll still do all his videos. He'll just have okay. (laughs) So now, only only if you're using contrast paint, one thick coat. (laughs) He'll still fit it somehow. We'll find a way to fit it. He'll use some. uh, (laughs) He'll use contrast medium. Then you, then your contrast. Well, they're they're contrast uh, they're they're bringing out a, a matte medium now. Yeah. To go mm-hmm. to go with a gloss, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I've been getting my matte medium needs met elsewhere, but it's nice <laughs> that they are offering it. It's kind of interesting, just the articles they've been posting, like they've talked about the science of paint. Um, <laughs> you know, sort of a, a low key, sort of how they figure out what to do with paint. And they did a, a history of paint article, which I was really excited about, but they skipped so much stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do they have, did. I do have that uh, that first picture though, the Citadel, Citadel Miniatures painting guy. I still have that kicking around here somewhere. <laughs> During the from the red phase. But I mean, other than that, you know, 40k news has been pretty slow. Um, they're focusing on really the contrast has been the big thing. Um, we should see Apocalypse soon. Um, mm-hmm. And then Sisters of Battle is coming up. We've been getting the uh, Sisters of Battle. We get the Sisters Wait, of Battle bulletins. There is yeah. something that's worth talking about. Oh yeah, go ahead. At least to me. So the Mechanicum are getting their transport. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> and Finally, it is absurdly cool. It looks. I awesome. mean, it's weird because I could never have predicted a hovercraft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they still went for it and. I'm fine with it. Like it's it's got like because one of the things I remember reading an article where they, they were talking about or listening to one of their podcasts where they were talking about how they want things like for Mechanicums or or um, Adeptus Custodus like they want the, these things to look Imperium but to look different and that's why they got the Dune Crawlers the way they 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 have them and I guess they're just continuing this thread of like okay well we need something that hovers but not the same way other things hover <laughs> so hovercraft there you go and I'm it's fine I'm I'm eager to get a couple of those I'm excited to see how it changes people's army builds too right because right because you can put anything in this yeah and they've always just had the sort of their standard army build so it'll be interesting to see what changes i i have a feeling we're gonna see electro priests make a big comeback i like it mm, me too because they're, they're cool figs and they have cool rules but they're kind of hard to get you know where they need to be yeah but now they can get there by a hovercraft <laughs> <laughs> gotta go gotta go to war in style yeah, I mean, because, you know, all those bodies of water is on, on Mars. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you wouldn't, wouldn't want to get your cool cloaks all wet. But but that's that's part of the story of, in 40K, like, Mars apparently has been terraformed and de-terraformed multiple times over over yeah. the 40,000-year history. Why not? So it's it's not impossible that during that time, like, there they needed hovercraft because there was, like, a bunch of marshes and swamps, and even when those disappeared, they just kept the hovercrafts or they kept the plans, and now they're bringing them back for some reason. Like, th- that's the fun thing about the whole 40K fluff. It's 
so chaotic and weird that there's an explanation for whatever you want. <laughs> I think it looks awesome. I am very down for it. <laughs> All right. So, be- <laughs> so besides that transport, we've been getting the Battle Sister Bulletins. Uh, for every other week, I think is how often they're doing them. Mm-hmm. We're getting to see some finished models, which is great. Um, sort of getting psyched up for that release. I'm personally not going to pick up Sister Battle Army because this year was my year of finishing armies, not starting anything new. <laughs> yeah, how's that going? It's actually going good. I, I'll, oh, the only, good. The only purchases I have made is to finish armies I already have. Ooh. And I'm actually getting ready to do a pur- a little bit of a purge to get rid of some stuff. I feel you. But, yeah. And some lucky players, uh, they did that, their uh, big um, survey. Did you guys Oh, yeah, they that? did. I, I sure I, did. I did the survey. I entered a an American address of a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Because otherwise in Quebec we couldn't win. Um, but I didn't win anyway. So I was going to say you better not tell them you're cheating the system. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> I didn't win anyways. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. <laughs> Are you sad about it? You sound sad. I wanted to win uh, an you know an entire Sister Bell army. I would have been down for that. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. Super cool. I didn't win either. I mean, I said I wasn't going to buy If I one, did, you'd have heard about it by one. now. The first thing I would have told y'all. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, that was good. Hopefully, um, they seem to get good results out of that last year, so hopefully we'll see some more good stuff coming out. Um, but, we are, yeah, we're, I think the next thing we're going to see, besides Apocalypse, is probably going to be Sisters of Battle. And then after that, there's been rumors that they're going to go back and do, like, the other Space Marine chapters, maybe, <laughs> or... Um, like a Slanesh book, like you were talking about, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Would be nice. And I, uh, like a World Eaters book too. But, but as we as we predicted last year, they started to do some campaign books. So we'll see if they keep going with those. And they're at least kind of advancing the story with those, which is kind of nice. Um, but that's I think that's going to be it for this episode. Unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about. No, I yeah, think I'm good, and right. I'm looking forward to to the next episode because now we're going to be back on a more regular schedule, I assume. Yes. And at the same time, we're going to see more 40k stuff being put out. So it's it's almost as if it was planned. It wasn't planned. Yeah, it, it wasn't, but it was a good time to take a break. It seems like because there wasn't really much going on. Well, right. And some of us were busy being hospitalized, and uh, right, you know, you know, all that important stuff. I planned it that way. I actually, I did, I did also take this opportunity to get the flu. Ooh. Oh, ouch. And good let me call. Tell you, let me tell you what. Don't ever do it. Get your flu <laughs> shots, guys, because oh my god. Turns out it, it kind of sucks. Sucks. I was sick for three weeks, and you know when I got sick, the day after we signed our lease. Oh man. Yeah. Wow, so what a like, way to get out of moving, actually. No, it actually, it worked out perfectly. I can't do it. You guys do it. Take care. No, it actually it worked out super great um, because uh, my boyfriend was like, sit down. I'm going to pack your stuff. You're sick. And I'm there like, no, go. I can't. I'm a control yeah. freak. I'm yeah. a control freak. So I'm sitting there like literally dying of the flu. Like I have like 103 degree fever. And I'm like, you're boxing it wrong. And he's like, shut up and go sit in the other room if you can't watch me do this. <laughs> so if I get sick in the next couple of weeks, someone else is going to pack my stuff. Can you send me a vial of your spit? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? That's the weirdest thing I have heard today. 
Eh. Oh, you have to answer yes when you go to the post office and they ask you if you have liquids in there. Ew. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, JF. <laughs> All right. Good night. <laughs> so, uh, you know, reach out to us on Facebook. Let us see what you're doing with contrast paints once you get your hands on them. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. Wait, don't oh. don't contact us if it's just glaring at the paint in anger. We're, yeah. Yeah. we're good. We don't need if, that. If you're getting angry at contrast paints, go look at that little meme I posted of the angel Duncan giving you a note that says, don't use it then. <laughs> we need to use the angel Duncan for this purpose all the time. Yeah. Don't use it. <laughs> no one cares. Let people be happy. What's the new thing people are saying? Uh, don't yuck their yum. Which is the worst phrase ever? I will never say that. That's the only time I ever said you it. Say it all Although the time I did, now. I did learn a new slang when I had my housewarming party. Um, my housemate's younger brother, he's like nineteen, he's in college, he's whatever. I made this dish that he really liked, and he was like, "Oh, you made this? It slaps!" And I'm like, <laughs> Wait, oh, I, "Is that good or is one. that bad? Oh, I God. don't know. I'm old now." <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm the oldest one here, right? And I knew what. It slaps mean. I had no idea. I'm down. I'm I down wasn't with the sure if I was if I was being complimented or insulted, and uh, <laughs> no, it turns out he did in fact like what I made. So, <laughs> so you know, you guys, just in case you guys were wondering, I am old now because I don't, I can't keep up with the slang. Well, cool kids are saying, yeah. yeah. Welcome to welcome to the club. If not knowing, I'm going to start yelling at clouds soon. <laughs> or it paints to bring it around. I even Ooh. have a lawn that I can yell at kids about Ooh, now. Yeah. Yes. Oh shoot, that's right. I'm missing opportunities to yell at kids to stay off my lawn. <laughs> God, what have I been doing with my time? If any baseball should fall into your lawn, confiscate them. Oh yeah, that's true. I got to be curmudgeonly about things that accidentally fall in my yard. Yep. Mm. Mm. Kid falls in your yard, confiscate him. I have a whole new hobby to look into now. Yeah. Being curmudgeonly. Being curmudgeonly. It's a good hobby. <laughs> Burns calories. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thanks for joining us and listening in. It's been a while, but we're going to get back on a regular schedule. So we'll see you again in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio part of the free buddhas network you can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the free buddhas forum please check out the other podcasts on the free buddhas network until next time remember that in the grim darkness of the far future there is only war and cookies <laughs>